Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Food and Beverage Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Josh Fisher. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the new China tariffs and how they're affecting one business in particular, the almond industry. We're going to go behind the scenes and check out how this new almond tariff is affecting production, exporting, and business moving forward. Joining us today to talk about almond tariffs is Dinesh Bajaj, Director of Sales and Marketing at Select Harvest USA. Hey, Dinesh. Hi, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Select Harvest USA is a premier grower, processor, and handler of California almonds. Um, so, Dinesh, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, just wanted to start, maybe you could give us a background uh, of what you do at the company and uh, how you got into the business. Josh, I'm a third-generation nut. Uh, I've been in this business for the last 25 years uh, and have worn all hats in the business from a broker, trader, grower, processor, roaster. So this is pretty much all I know what to do. Um, I mean, hey, it's, you know, you uh, keep it in the family, right? Nope. I am... um, um, this is this has been a very good business. We're selling a healthy product, and uh, we cover over fifty-five countries, from uh, small end users uh, who are rebaggers or trading markets, or the large conglomerates whom we deal with, and everything in between. Interesting. Um, so you guys obviously uh, have a relation with China uh, in regards to the almond imports. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, We've been participating and selling to the Chinese market for the last 15 years. Wow. Uh, it's yeah. a very critical market for our company and our industry. So how was it? Um, like, can you give us like a brief history of it? I mean, how were relations in history up until now? So most, mostly the Chinese market is made up of trading companies who bring the product in to the end users. Over the last 15 years, it has evolved where the end users, the factories have come directly to California to source the product, to know the quality. It used to be they would buy, you could ship anything to China. And in the last 15 years, that market has evolved to they would only buy premium product. You cannot ship crap to China. Uh, very picky, very quality conscious market and price sensitive market. But it has been a market which has been growing uh, some years as high as 50% to a normal average year, a growth rate of 15 to 20%. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's super interesting. Also, I feel like that um, that kind of gives you guys that incentive to uh, create, you know, the best product. It does. It makes you a better uh, partner. If you want to participate in that market, you have to come up to that uh, the customer's expectations in terms of quality, consistency, and availability. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so over the years, uh, has it been the U.S. shipping to Vietnam um, and then it goes to China? Uh, it China is such a huge country that yes. there is product going through every which channel from from here directly to the Chinese ports. It is going to Vietnam for reprocessing and then going to China. It's going to Hong Kong. So in every different way, the online companies are taking it directly for the cross-border trade. 
Uh, U.S. last year roughly shipped 200 million pounds to China. Wow. wow. And that is rough, give or take around 8 to 10% of the U.S. mark. Total crop goes heads out to China. It's not one channel, it is multiple channels where, where China takes the product. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so this year, uh, the current crop, uh, it's, it's uh, on record as being one of the biggest. Um, and this is obviously uh, countering the past couple of years with the drought uh, in California. So, um, I mean, how has business been from your perspective? And with these new Chinese tariffs coming in, do you see business changing? This has been... <laughs> Um, the policies which came in between the U.S. and China, this, this is a tough year for the almond industry with the largest crop ever and with, with large crops coming to, to, be have, to be going into a trade war with one of our largest export markets. So we definitely see implications. We can already see it in terms of that at this time, we would have Chinese customers lining up to book for the Chinese New Year for the Moon Festival. And we, we are seeing our books off by 30 to 50% right now in terms of where the Chinese market is. Wow. So that yeah. has some very serious complications with our implications. When you are looking at a market which is 10% of your industry and you are off on that by... 30 to 50 percent um, that affects not only the Chinese markets, it affects the pressure and pricing to every other market. No, that makes sense. Um, and I mean, so you learn work at Select Harvest. You've seen, uh, I mean, every I mean, every part of the process. Uh, so how is Select Harvest in particular responding? Uh we are focusing on other markets right now. We are trying to participate and be aggressive in China as they are coming in. But uh, we, are, we are looking at other markets to take some of that product uh, because China is a, is a bigger percentage for us than the industry. We, we are a, that is China is our specialization. So it affects us. I think at a higher percentage uh, than our our competition and the overall industry. So right now it is wait and watch. As a business, um, I mean any I mean any business that's affected by these tariffs. Uh, how can you plan for political trade changes like this and maintain financial stability? Uh, th this is um, this is this is completely new to my twenty five years experience. We have seen um, embargo the Russian embargo that affected us, but it was not, it's not as big a market. But when you, when you have your largest export market um, go into this kind of turmoil, um, there's just no way to plan for it. Um, that's, that's pretty much. And it gives you, it gives your largest competitor, which is Australia. Uh, they're the second largest producer of almonds, a huge yeah. edge. Um, right now, Australia ships 1% of their crop to China. California or U.S. ships 10% of their crop to China. And we, we have lost uh, all advantages to Australian crop in terms of their ability to sell to that market. They, they have, not only U.S. has a 
has a disadvantage on tariff. Australia has an advantage of a free trade agreement with China. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Waters for us. I mean, was this? Did you guys see this coming, or was this completely, completely out of nowhere? Um, we it it was completely out of nowhere, and it not only affects us; it affects the the traders, the factories who have built up factories to handle this product. Um, so it's it's come in in phases. We we started back when China imposed a fifteen percent duty on April second then came back into another round on a 25% on July 6th. And they are talking about a third round coming into place, um, which which is supposedly next month. So it has come into faces and dealing with China in the last 15 years, I did not see this coming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you see any potential positives uh, out of this new uh, trade tariff? Well, California... And our farmers will um, will learn to to deal with a whole whole new um, poker game, which we had not seen before. I don't find an underlying positive with with the size of the crop we have coming this year and and the next year. Yeah. Uh, any short term positive to come out of this? Wow. Uh, do you think this will encourage less trans shipping and gray shipping and more like direct almond trade deals with China? I I think it was already headed that way um, because the, the the customs, the regulations in China are are very hard and stiff. Um, so it was already headed that way. But I don't think this is going to help direct trade. I think it's going to reduce the overall demand, whether it is Instead of growing by 15, 20% as an average, we might look at this shrinking by 5% to as much as 50%. Uh, so, I mean, do you have any like last predictions uh, for the state of the almond exporting market in the States? Uh, like what you see, you know, like the next couple years versus like the next 15, 20 years? You know, long-term perspective, I think it all balances out, whether it is our embargoes, or trade embargoes, trade wars between India, with, with Mexico, with Canada, with Russia, now with China, long term, I think sanity will rule. But short term, it, it definitely has challenges. And on on California side, it'll weed out the weaker. That's its um, survival of the fittest. And this is the time to go into survival mode for 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 nut farmers. It is going nuts no, out there between US and China. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, would you say that you guys are prepared? Um, and just knowing, you know, other businesses uh, in the industry, do you think they're prepared as well? Uh, what what we have as an advantage or our, our, our strength is we are um, a SQF level three facility on the highest on the food safety. So we not only cater to China, but we cater to the largest uh, confectionery, chocolate, rebaggers globally. That gives us different avenues to sell the product, which cannot go to China. Maybe, maybe the form would change, the 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 product would change, but we we do have other customers who will take the product. It's 
us getting our sales strategy and marketing strategy uh, and and to do it in time enough to capture those other markets when they come on. And I mean, that's, I mean, I feel like that kind of goes right into what your position is at the company. Right. So, but it's not, our whole team is geared towards it. And that's, that's what we are focused on right now is to find avenues and markets, which, which is going to cushion this overall uh, change in direction of China. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, just going with the flow. Um, I mean, you guys aren't too worried, are you? Uh, we are we are definitely worried. We're not trying okay. to show it, but we are worried. This is, this is new uncharted territory. Uh, I mean, this is you know, like you said, it came out of nowhere, and yeah, people people are up in arms. It this is unexpected. I, one one thing which our product brings to us is shelf stability. We are not in the pork business. We are not in in fresh fruit business where the product cannot be stored. That is one inherent strength of the product. It's very shelf stable and it can store very well. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Dinesh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to today's food and beverage podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Josh Fisher, and thank you all for stopping by.